about what we give our time, attention, and love. We enjoy sharing and following friends, family, colleagues, and inspirational leaders aligned with our passions and interests in a hyper-connected world. We're all about tribes. We join tribes that speak to us and align with our vibe. In Tribe Goals, we share time with key lifestyle and industry change makers as they share some of their inspirations, thinking, and flow with their communities. We'll see how they started and grew their tribe, as well as which they have joined and how that has fueled them. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, and we'll navigate our favorites in our show, Tribe Goals. few months, we have loved interviewing those who have been in Power, Power Book 2 Ghost, Power Book 3 Raising Canaan, and with the release of Power Book 4 Force on February 6th, we were excited to chat with Joseph Sakura, who is back playing fan favorite Tommy Egan. We talked about how he got into acting, being on Power, where we find Tommy in the latest series, and what projects he has coming up that we should keep an eye out for. Joseph, how are you? Good, Kimmy. How are you doing today? I am good. I am good. I'm so excited to talk with you. I love your character on Power, and um, we're just so glad to have you. So when did you realize you wanted to be an actor? I was, uh, I think I was 10 years old, and uh, there was a show that used to be on called Kids Incorporated. And yep. like, you know, Fergie was on it, I think like Jennifer Love Hewitt, maybe even. There were just these mm-hmm. kids that would be rock. I was like, man, being a rock star and an actor. So I said to my mom, I said, oh, I'd love to be an actor. So she pulled out the, uh, she gave, she said, if you still want to be an actor in a month, I'll come back. Mm. So I'm waiting down, counting down the days. This is my, I want to be an actor. And she says, okay. So she pulls out the yellow pages. We look up acting, not much in there. So we look up theater. And my mother, to her credit, just started cold calling theaters. Wow. And just saying, if someone wants to be an actor, how do we do this? Um, <laughs> and I got a role eventually. Uh, I auditioned for A Christmas Carol down at the Goodman Theater in Chicago, but I didn't get it. But the casting director said, he's really talented, though. Maybe he should audition for a little, The Little Prince, uh, mm-hmm. which was up in a, a far suburb called Lake Forest of Chicago. And I ended up booking the role. So my mother had to trek me all the way out to Lake Forest for rehearsals and performances. But I did it. And it was like, it was really a bug. And then my mother, again, cold called agencies and right. said, Hey, my son is in a play. Will you come watch it? And can you, rep- would you want to represent him afterwards? And so some oh of them God. came and then we got, uh, we got representation and did some commercials, which helped really help pay for college. And they saved all of my money. They, and even when I wasn't, when I was just kind of getting into mischief in high school, they kept paying my SAG dues. So I've been a member of SAG uh, since 1988. So oh, that's uh, insane. That's insane. And um, so that's, that's how I started acting was through, um, you know, the theater and then um, doing little bits and pieces here. And, you know, as you know, Kimmy, I had, I've done, I've done a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. but never any real success. Um, until really until the power show, you know, is my biggest thing for sure. I was a series uh, regular, one of the series leads of a of an adult swim show called The Heart She Holler, which I'm very proud of mm-hmm. uh, written and directed by Vernon Chapman and John Lee, uh, starring Pat Oswald, uh, which was so much fun. But, you know, I, I did stuff here, did stuff there. But acting is, is a tough thing. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's truly a calling in some ways that I just never gave up. So a lot of ways, wow. Tommy Egan is like that same guy. Tommy mm-hmm. Egan gives up. You know, he says as much in episode one when he takes Holly out for their first date to the bar. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, he just keeps fighting. And so I and I really just kept fighting. And, and I did it for not for reasons of fame. I didn't want mm-hmm. people to recognize me or know me. I did it because I wanted to explore the human condition and wow. to see what it was like to be other people and what other people experienced. And 
to see what it's like to love, uh, lose and um, win in different bodies. Mm. Well, before we talk about force, what 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 did you think when you thought of power and and being attached to it? Like what made you say like, yes, I want to be a part of that show? I mean, I just, I mean, I was just, I was starving. Uh, I had no money. Um, I was just auditioning. I had, you know, a couple of little things around that time that I was really happy to do. Uh, I had just done uh, Jack Reacher and I did True Detective and Banshee and, you know, with recurring roles. But mm-hmm. I um, really, I, I was uh, dating um, uh, a girl who is now my wife. And um, I think I finally found something that I loved more than acting. So for whatever reason, uh, in the, um, the irony that is life, when you don't want something so bad, things just start coming to you. And, um, and, uh, this is one of those things. And I auditioned, there was five auditions for power for the Tommy, which was originally called Eddie O'Neill, by the way. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, tell us about Tommy, where do we leave him in power and where do we pick him up again in force? Well, where we leave Tommy in the power show is Tommy with New York in his rearview mirror. But then mm-hmm. our book, Two Ghosts, we realized he made a U-turn to take care of some unfinished business with Tasha, played by Notary Naughton, and obviously the lead of the series, Michael Rainey Jr., who plays Tariq. Yep. Um, after he leaves uh, Tariq in Monet's capable hands but makes an enemy of the Tejada group, that's even more of a reason for Tommy to get out of town. He's not yep. welcome back in the town, the city that raised him. Um, so now he's on his way to Los Angeles to take care of the ports, uh, to work at the ports of Long Beach and Los An- and L.A. port, um, port of Los Angeles. But he makes a pit stop in Chicago for what people will find out in the first uh, episode. But then he ends up saying, you know what? Chicago actually might be talking to me right now. This might be my land of opportunity. This is a hearkening back to the 1890s when the New York papers said, go west, young man, go west. Tommy did, and he ended up in Chicago, and he sees his future is a, a possibility of a future um, in uh, the, the gem of the prairie, Chicago, Illinois. Mm. And how does it feel to have this whole spinoff, you know, wrapped around your character? It's great. I love working, and I get to work more. So, I mean, it's a win-win. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm so happy, and I'm so happy and grateful that the audience demanded it and that Curtis 50 Cent Jackson made it happen. Mm-hmm. And is there anything you can tell us about it? I know it starts, you know, next week, but anything that you can give our readers some interesting insight on? Absolutely. I think that um, it's super exciting. It, it really, truly is different city, different rules. Same Tommy. I'm so excited about the pilot uh, directed by Larissa, Larissa Kondraki. And then uh, we have Kieran Hawks, who's a power alum. He directed on Raising Canaan and on uh, the Power Book 2 Ghost. He's an amazing mm-hmm. director, Kieran Hawks. And then the, another director that I'm so excited about is Dion Taylor directs our mm. incredible finale. And Dion Taylor, mm-hmm. as everybody knows from The Intruder, Black and Blue, Supremacy. I'm also doing another film with Dion that's going to be coming out in March called Fear, also starring wow. uh, uh, Andrew King Batch Bachelor, um, T.I., Annie Alonsa, Ido Goldberg, Terrence J. So a bit of an all-star, wonderful cast. And it's a um, thriller and also a horror film that revolves around our current state of pandemic. So okay. yes. <laughs> well, you are busy. I just finished watching the first part of Ozark for the fourth season. So seeing nice. you in that. Frank Jr. So good. Yes. So and good. Frank, Jun- Frank Jr. is the antithesis to Tommy. He's, mm-hmm. he's Tommy is everything Frank Jr. is not. For yeah. as much, but they they share the same struggle. They want to move weight. They want to make their way. They want to get outside of somebody's shadow. But Frank Jr. is as unsuccessful as Tommy is successful. 
Well, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I'm from the Midwest originally, Indiana, uh, but I live in New York now. But so nice. good to hear from you. And I always in love seeing Indianapolis. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've only been once. Because the, you know the Great Lakes, Indianapolis is interesting. It's kind of more of that, more of that southern feel. But when exactly. you get up towards the Great Lakes, like you know, yep. like Valpo and Mich- Michigan City and all that, yep. Gary, you know, mm-hmm. now that's But hey, all love, all love, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. We start yes. with an I. I know that you're energized from the insights on today's episode of Tribe Goals. Tribe Goals is a member of the Multimedia Podcast Network Athleisure Studio, part of Athleisure Media and Athleisure Mag. Make sure to follow us and to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Himalaya, and Stitcher Premium. Visit us at athleisurestudio.com backslash Tribe Goals and follow us on Instagram at tribe.goals to see new episodes of Tribe Goals, as well as to see what other shows we have launched throughout our network. Tribe Goals is hosted by me, Kimmy Smith, and is executive produced by Paul Farkas and myself. Our theme music, Rough and Deep, is performed by Juggling. I'll be back with our next Tribe Goals guest.